Well, good morning, church family again. I want to welcome you today. It is a delight to be with my church family worshiping here on the Sunday before Christmas. Can you just join me in celebrating our worship and media team? We have an incredible team that does a phenomenal job week in and week out, and they have been preparing for today, and well, there's more yet to come. I want to uh, celebrate something with you. I had somebody give me a, a Christmas present a little while ago before service, and I could not be more excited about the gift that I was given. It is titled, 101 So Bad They're Good Dad Jokes. <laughs> to quote Cousin Eddie, this is the gift that keeps giving year-round. And so you're in store for some fun stuff in 2022. If you have your Bibles, grab those this morning. I'm going to spend just a few minutes in the Word with you today as we celebrate the birth of our Savior. I love the lyrics of the song that Dakota and Wyatt and Alyssa just sung. I want to revisit those lyrics for just a minute as we begin today. The lyrics go this way, don't you see that I'm doing something new? Trust me, I am working for your good. I may not be doing what you've seen before. My favor is on you for so much more. Do you believe that today? Do you perceive it? Get used to different. I think there are few words that could more aptly describe the Christmas story than get used to different. As a matter of fact, I believe that different is one of the themes of the Christmas story. I mean, let's, let's think about this for a moment. The Son of God is leaving heaven and coming to earth to save humanity. And this is how it happens. Born to an unwed teenage girl in an animal shelter celebrated by no-name shepherds after a 90-mile journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem on foot while she's at full term. Come on, ladies. This is not how you would have wrote this story. This is not a Hallmark movie. It's not how we would have wrote it. It's not how we would have orchestrated the Son of God coming to earth. And I think the Lord is trying to communicate something to us in how He orchestrated it. I believe that He is emphatically declaring that His ways, they are not our ways. And that His thoughts, they are not our thoughts. As a matter of fact, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are His ways higher than our ways. So we better get used to different. I'm doing something new. 
You're going to have to trust me. I'm working for your good. I'm, I'm not doing what you've seen before. My favor, it is on you for so much more. Get used to different. This morning, I want to spend just a few moments, and I know that's famous last words by preachers, looking at three ways that Jesus came to bring salvation to us that are different from what Mary and Joseph, the shepherds, Zechariah and Elizabeth, what Israel thought he was coming to. I want to look at how different Jesus wants to bring salvation to us. And we're going to look at, at three stories, three angelic visitations. Here's the first difference the Christmas story tells us about Jesus, is that Jesus came to establish a heavenly kingdom, not an earthly kingdom. Jesus came to establish a heavenly kingdom, not an earthly kingdom. In Luke chapter 1, verse 30, Mary receives an angelic visitation. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. Aren't you glad today that you're a part of a kingdom that will never end? Aren't you glad today that you're serving a king whose reign will last for all time? For 600 years, Israel had been dreaming about freedom from their captors and a restoration of their nation. Their collective psyche was centered on restoring the glory of Israel. But they've passed as captives from one nation to the next, from the Babylonians to the Persians to the Greeks, and now to the Romans. Then an angel visits Mary and tells her, you're going to have a son, and you're to name him Jesus. Jesus is the Greek translation of the Hebrew name Joshua, which means God saves. The angel is telling Mary, the baby that you're going to bear is going to bring salvation to Israel. And that God is going to establish His throne and His rule and His reign, not just now, but forever. For, for all time, as a matter of fact, his reign is never going to end. This is great news to Mary, but it is different from what she was looking for. She was looking for a savior that was going to 
reestablish the nation of Israel. But the angel was telling her that this Savior, Jesus, was going to come not to reestablish the nation of Israel, but to establish the kingdom of God on earth that will never end. This was completely different from what they were looking for. And the angel is attempting to point Mary's attention from the natural to the eternal, from a natural kingdom to an eternal kingdom. He's telling Mary the purpose of this Savior, the purpose of of this baby is different from what you think. Jesus throughout his ministry was pointing people's focus. He was pointing people's attention from earth to heaven. Matthew chapter six, he he teaches us how to pray. His disciples come to him and, and say, master, teach us how to pray. And then Jesus says, well, this is how you are to pray. Our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in, as it is in, one more time, as it is in, he was shifting their focus from earth to heaven. And then in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus gathers his disciples around him and he begins to tell them that that he is going to go to Jerusalem and he's going to suffer many things at the hands of the religious leaders and ultimately he's going to die and give his life as a ransom for their sins. And then Peter pulls him aside and says, not on my watch. I mean, Peter, for all practical purposes, is rebuking Jesus. I just want to give you a piece of advice. Don't ever do that. It's free of charge this morning. Jesus grabs Peter and, and pulls him aside and says, Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. He's shifting Peter's focus. He's telling Peter, you're too consumed with earthly things that you can't even see heavenly things. Your mind is about the concerns of man rather than the concerns of God. You got to flip some stuff. You got to shift some stuff because I've come for a different purpose. And then at the very end of his life, Here on earth, he's standing trial before Pilate. And Pilate says, are you a king? And Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now, for now, Right at this time, my kingdom is from another place. Oh, it's, it's going to come in physical form, but right now it's a heavenly kingdom that is going to take up residence inside of you. Jesus is, is pointing them from the announcement of his birth to his final breath. He's shifting their perspective. He's changing the purpose. It's not about an earthly kingdom. It's about a heavenly kingdom. Jesus says, my kingdom 
is going to be in you, that, that the rule and the reign of Jesus as you surrender to his will and to his way for your life will take up residence inside of you and that it will begin to change your character and your nature, your heart and your desires. And then it'll begin to transform the world around you because it'll flow out of you. I'm trying to get something in you that'll bring transformation to the world around you. Jesus said this is why I have come. Because what I want to do in you isn't temporal. It's eternal. Can I give you a goal for 2022? Seek first his kingdom. Seek for as we move into a new calendar year, celebrating the birth of our Savior. Let's take a lesson from the angel's announcement to Mary in the book of Matthew. Let's shift our focus, our perspective heavenward. Let's get our minds off the things and the affairs of man, and let's live for a higher purpose in 2022. Anybody hear what I'm saying this morning? Let me give you a couple of easy Next steps to do that. Number one, set your mind on things above. Let's live in 2022 with more of a heavenly mindset than an earthly mindset. And let's invite him into all, all, all. You know, God wants to be involved in every area of your life. God doesn't just want to have a part or a parcel. He wants to have every nook and cranny in your life. So I want to invite you in 2022 to invite him into every thing that you are doing. Here's the second difference. Jesus came to deliver us from spiritual bondage, not physical bondage. The angel visits Joseph and Matthew chapter one, it says, but after he had considered this, he had considered what? He had considered divorcing Mary because her story was beyond comprehension. An angel visits him and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus, why? Because he will save his people from their sins. That he will save his people from their sins. Israel, as I said a moment ago, was looking for a physical deliverer from Roman captivity. So the idea of a savior is exciting. But just like the angel pointed Mary to a different purpose, the angel points Joseph to a different purpose. He says, this savior is gonna come and he's not just gonna deliver you from physical bondage. He's gonna deliver you from spiritual bondage. Can I tell you today, church, the greatest tyrant that we face is not from without, it's from within. Mark chapter 7, Jesus says, For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality and theft and murder and adultery and greed and malice and deceit, lewdness and envy and slander. 
arrogance and folly, Jesus said, all of these come from inside and they defile a person. Church, this is what Jesus came to free us from. He came to free us from the selfish flesh that has a tendency to dominate our lives. He came to deliver us from deceitfulness and pridefulness and the corruption of our own hearts because the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can comp? See, guys, the greatest bondage we face isn't from without, it's from within. It isn't from others, it's from the corruptible nature of our heart. I have found in my life that you can be physically bound and yet spiritually free. I've also found that you can be physically free and yet spiritually bound. And Jesus understanding that bondage on the inside is greater than bondage on the outside said, this is what I have come to do. I have come to set you free. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, Jesus says, for it is freedom that I have come to set the captive free. I've come to free you from selfishness. I've come to free you from the pridefulness of your heart, the corruptibility of your heart. I've come to free you from the greatest tyrant that you have ever known, and that is sin. That left unchecked will cause you to be separated from God. And when you experience the freedom of Jesus, the salvation of Jesus, the freedom from sin and death and hell and the grave, you can be like Paul and Silas, chained and bound, shackled in a prison cell. And at midnight, something will begin to well up inside of your heart. A praise will begin to arise in your heart and it will begin to erupt out of your mouth because you know you can chain me out here, but as long as I'm free in here, I am free indeed. This is what Jesus came to save us from. This is what was different that the angel announced to Joseph that day. Can I give you a goal for 2022? Seek spiritual freedom. Seek freedom from your flesh, freedom from selfishness, freedom from pride, freedom from arrogance, freedom from the corruptibleness of our hearts that makes us one above all others. How do you do that, pastor? How, how, do I get free on the inside as Jesus has come? Well, then you have to do what Jesus did. You have to die to yourself. Jesus died so that we might be free. And if we want to experience his freedom, then we have to die to ourselves. I want to challenge you. If you want more of God, if you believe what we were just talking about, what the students were just singing about, that God has more, that he has more beyond what you could possibly imagine, then I want to give you a goal in 2022. See, spiritual freedom. Die to yourself. And the third difference that Jesus came to proclaim to us, Jesus came to welcome 
Whosoever will, not just a select few. He came to welcome whosoever will, not just a select few. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10, the night that Jesus was born, the Bible tells us there were shepherds in the hills around Bethlehem watching their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Not a little bit of joy, great joy for a few people. No, 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 no. Not just for a few, for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah. He is Christ the Lord. This is good news that Jesus has been born for all people. When you study the Gospels and you look at the life of Christ, you discover that he had this penchant for hanging out with people that others avoided. The Bible regularly references women and the role that they played in his ministry. And ancient historians largely ignored women, but Luke alone introduces 13 women in the stories. Jesus not only acknowledged and welcomed and allowed women to have a significant role in his ministry. Jesus had a heart and took great appreciation and delight in children, which were largely ignored by the culture. Jesus was constantly being criticized as a friend of tax collectors and sinners. And when criticized for his crew, he said, I didn't come to call the righteous. I came for the sinners. Let me translate that for you. I didn't come for a select few. I came for whosoever will. I came for whoever you are, wherever you're from, regardless of what you have done and where you have been. I've come for whosoever will turn an eye to me and a heart towards me. I've come. Jesus says it this way in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come unto me all, not a few, but all. All you, whoever is weary and burdened, whoever has been beat up and thrown down and tossed out by life, I will give you rest. Everybody, come on somebody, everybody. That I have come. I have come for all people at all time from all places. And this was revolutionary for the Jews. This, this wasn't what they were thinking. They, they were thinking they were the chosen people, that the, they were the ones that God delighted in. And they took special pride in their chosenness. And instead of recognizing that God wanted to use them as a bridge to the world, they retreated from the world into their holy huddles, prideful in their chosenness. And as a result of it, they missed their call. And their call 
was to be a bridge to the world. And so Jesus comes for a different purpose than what they thought. They thought he was coming to them because they were special and chosen. No, he was coming for all people. All time. Seismic shift in their focus. And first, Peter, the apostle Peter in chapter 2, verse 9, speaking to the church, to us today, he says, you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Why? 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 That you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. That you may declare to the world who you used to be, but who you are today. And there's one reason, and His name is Jesus. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Verse 11, he says, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they may accuse you of wrongdoing, they may see your good works. Hallelujah. And glorify God on the day He visits you. Jesus came for a different purpose. Different reason. A different focus. And from the very announcement of His birth, the angels were pointing Mary and Joseph and the shepherds towards that different purpose. I've come not to establish an earthly nation. No, no. I've, I've come to establish a heavenly nation, a heavenly kingdom that will last forever. And I'm going to deposit it in your life because if I can get it in you and it'll take up residence in you, then it'll begin to transform your nature and your character. And that is eternal. And I'm wanting to do not a temporal work. I'm wanting to do an eternal work in your life. I've come for a different purpose. I've, I've come not just to deal with physical bondage. I've come to deal with the greatest tyrant the world has ever known, that humanity has ever known, and it's the sinfulness of our flesh. I've come to free you from that, the angel said. He will be called Jesus because He will save you from your sins. Come for a different purpose. I've not come for a select few. I've come for whosoever will. Can I give you another goal for 2022? Seek to include, not exclude. Seek to include others. Be a conduit of the grace and the mercy and the goodness and the favor and the love of God. And how do I do that? Two things, just real simple. Be aware and be available. Be aware of others and be available to God. In 2022, let's be aware of others and available to God to bridge the gap between where they are 
and where God's called them to be. Will you stand with me where you are this morning? I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God's wanting to do something different in your life and in my life and our lives in 2022. As the song was sung earlier, don't you see that he's doing something new? Trust him. He's working for your good. He's not doing what you've seen before. His favor is on you for so much more. Don't you perceive it. Get used to different. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just have a couple questions for you in conclusions this morning. My first question to you today is, do you know Jesus? The greatest difference that will transpire in your life is when you commit your life to Jesus. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that today here in person and those of you joining us online this morning. If you're here today and say, Pastor, I want that difference. I want eternal life. I want freedom. And I want to be a conduit of God's grace to the world around me. If that's you and you'd like to commit your life to Jesus today, would you just raise your hand right where you stand? I want to pray for you this morning. Is there anyone under the sound of my voice today? So, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. Those of you joining me online today, if you'd like to give your life to Jesus, just type in the chat section. I'm ready to surrender my life to Jesus. Here's my second question. How many of you today would say, I recognize I need to rededicate my life to Christ. I know Him, and I've been walking with Him, but I I sense a shift. I, I sense that God has so much more that He's wanting to do in my life, and I want to be different in 2022. So today, I want to rededicate my life to Christ. Is that If that's you today, you just raise your hand right where you stand. I want to pray for you. Thank you. I see that hand. 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 If that's you this morning joining us online, I just want you to tap in the, type in the chat section. I'm rededicating my life to Christ today. Church, let's just all do that here at the end of 2021 as we move into 2022. We don't have to wait till we get to 21 days of prayer. We can do it right now and begin to live different. You just pray this prayer after me this morning. Jesus, thank you for your love and your sacrifice. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to make my heart new. I ask you to transform my desires. Make me different. That I can serve you wholeheartedly in 2022. I make that commitment today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Can you put your hands together this morning? As you came in this morning, you should have received a candle. 
And I want you to go ahead and grab that because this morning we're going to conclude our service with candle lighting and our worship team is going to lead us in a couple of songs today as we conclude this service. I want to remind you, Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, no one receives a light and hides it. No, you are the light of the world. A town built on the hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. As we participate in this candle lighting ceremony today and acknowledgement that the light of heaven has come to earth. I want to remind you that he who the Son has set free is free indeed and you shouldn't be ashamed about it. It shouldn't be something that you retreat from. It's something that Jesus commanded us to lift up so that it can bring light to the world around us. So this morning, I pray, Father, today that your courage and your boldness would be upon your people. And I pray, God, as we go into 2022, that we would not hide our light, but, God, that we would share it with the world around us so that others can come to the salvation knowledge of Jesus. Use us as your people, in Jesus' name, amen.